Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. Well, welcome back, everyone. Mark here, and unfortunately for you all, Jess is not with us today, but fortunately for you all, we have Adam Hendricks, our lead barista and maker of Oklahoma Sushi. That's (laughs) That's not it. That's not even close to my That's not even close to it. I am the director of young adults. Yeah, that sounds more like it. and young adults. And I can do multiple personalities, so if you want me to pretend to be Jess, that's fine. I would love that. (laughs) Just don't tell us at what point you're switching, and we'll just have to like guess in the comments about if it was Adam, Adam, or Jess, Adam. Well, you kicked off our series, Adam, being right. human. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to ask a little bit about what you're looking forward to for this summer. It feels like summer now. It's hot. That's right. We have officially hung up blankets over our windows because our shades <laughs> just don't cut it to, totally do. in the hopes of cooling our house down. Yeah, Bay Area problems. So summer's here, man. What, what do you have going on? Yes. Uh, well, one of the things I'm most excited about is uh, my wife and I bought a pop-up camper last year. Nice. And so we already have three trips booked this summer. Our kids love to camp and we do as well. So getting out in nature. Uh, and I'm also uh, going on a sabbatical. Whoa. Which is crazy. I have worked at Menlo Church for seven and a half years, and so I've been blessed with the the uh, ability to take off for five weeks and just rest and recover a little bit and uh, get away from day-to-day ministry work. So <laughs> I'm honestly blown away that I get to do it. I've talked to you about that before. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy. I never thought I'd be able to do this because many churches— it's the senior pastor that does that. Mm-hmm. And so just kudos and shout out to our uh, the leadership team of our church, making this available to uh, some of us ministers. I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like your new title should be senior pastor of young adults. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's run that up the flagpole okay, cool. and uh, see what happens. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that. Well, that sounds exciting. Have you taken like, the camper trailer out anywhere this season or is it yeah. just the maiden voyage this yeah summer? we did a few weeks ago we went out to the redwoods and oh, yeah it was so great and our kids are pretty young still so we've only been doing one or two nighters but we're hoping this summer to to, to stay a little longer they're getting better at it so dude so awesome. exciting yeah and so grateful that we have you to kick off this series mm-hmm. of being human yeah started this week you teased it out a little bit. Thanks for helping out with that. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've shaped a little bit of this series Mm -hmm. and you've you've been on the team that helped create it. What was the thought process behind that? What's the big central theme? What are you hoping people take away from the series as a whole? And then we'll dive into your kickoff of week one. Yeah, for sure. Well, often in church Christian world, historically, what we can tend to do is separate Uh, sort of sacred and secular, or holy and earthly, or Mm -hmm. sort of normal everyday versus special godly type things. And so in the church world, you know, the more funny versions is like some of us grew up, like you couldn't listen to secular music, so you 
you'd go burn your secular CDs. You'll go listen to Christian music. You know, that's more funny, but we tend to do this with church. It's like church is sacred. That's where I meet with God. And then I do spreadsheets and I check Instagram Mm. on my sort of normal time. And so we tend to separate this humanness of us, uh, the humanity from the godly. And so we thought it'd be cool to take an entire series to sort of flip that and say, actually, it's a divine calling that Jesus, uh, that God has created humans and that Jesus himself was a human. Uh, he's fully God, but he's fully human. And so sort of our, our big idea, sort of the tagline of this entire series is we want to embrace our humanness hmm. as we live in God's presence. So we sort of want to have this union of like in the, the normal day-to-day, human pieces of our lives realize that that's exactly where God is and that we can actually worship God uh, while we're at work. We can worship God in our blemishes, our quirks, and those are moments that we can commune with God. And so the final thought on it is uh, we're, we thought it'd be cool to take this entire series and look at a human, mm-hmm. uh, David, mm. from the Bible. and <laughs> From the Bible. <laughs> David from the Bible, maybe you've heard of him. And, uh, you know, what's interesting about David, I didn't know this. I'm curious if you knew this, Mark. Uh, There's not a miracle in the entire story of David. It just never crossed my mind Hmm. until recently. You know, you sort of think of Goliath or, you know. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind, but I guess that's not. Yeah, it's not really a miracle. It's Miraculous. Yeah. Hmm. And so he is a normal human being who did some really incredible stuff and had some really, really bad (laughs) mistakes. Hmm. And so we're going to study his life. and. what it means to be human. That's super interesting. And mm. it gets my mind thinking about how the concept of embracing our humanness mm-hmm. can sometimes feel like I that I want to reject it at all costs because that's the bad part of me. That's like, right. That's the broken part of me. But that's right. Is this series going to kind of lead us in a different direction and how to approach that? Yeah, ex- exactly. And I think a lot of us sort of grew up with that. And I think there's good, there's good in that of Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. we want to transform our thought life, our, uh, our, our patterns, our habits to become more holy, you know, to become more like Christ for sure. But I think in that kind of teaching, what we often do is exactly what you said. We sort of reject these pieces of us where God actually has sort of ordained. You know, we, we see at the very beginning, uh, he made mankind in his image, like we are image bearers of God. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, stupid example. It's like, uh, we were just talking about camping. It's like, I know you love fishing. Mm-hmm. I love being outdoors. And sometimes there can be a tendency to think, oh, well, camping is sort of a different kind of thing to my spirituality. It's like, no, camping, like being out in nature, fishing, playing sports, uh, that kind of stuff is so like, holy <laughs> so spiritual right right and so we don't yeah exactly what you said we don't want to just reject all of this that makes us us we want to embrace it and again sort of uh connect it to to god mm-hmm. that's so good em- embrace the brokenness and celebrate the image that we're supposed to be and strive towards yeah that's yeah. a yeah you summed it up way better than me <laughs> you'll get you can use that down the road if you need to <laughs> So you kicked off our first Sunday series on this, and I would love to hear a little summary about that in case anyone missed it, Mm -hmm. and then we'll dive into some questions about it. Yeah, so this was sort of an introduction 
um, where we're looking at the primary question, what does it mean to be human? And sort of what I uh, uh, landed on is to be fully human is to be in union with God. And so we looked at Mm. Genesis and we looked at this weird paradox that it's really the entire paradox of the whole series that, that mankind was formed from the dust, the dirt, the soil of the ground. And so humans, we know this, humans are vulnerable. We are messy. We are organic flesh and blood and hair and skin. We've got all this just earthiness to us. Mm -hmm. But then in the very next line, we see that then God takes this dust to the ground and he breathes his breath of life into us. And so the very core, there's this union of physical and spiritual. That's what makes us human is we've Mm. got the physical pieces and we've got this divine breath. And so the, what it means to be fully human is to be in union with God. Um, and, and that's a little different than the, what the culture might say to embrace our humanity, which is just, uh, you know, to love yourself and you do you or just do whatever makes you happy. Um, whereas our embracing humanness is, yes, embrace your humanness, but also realize that there's uh, this divine breath, there's Holy Spirit mm. with us. And so the way we uh, just teased David in this initial sermon was that uh, he had both of these pieces. He had uh, good in him, he had bad in him. But the thing that makes his story powerful is he learned how to be in union with God in his presence. And then, you know, final thought is we just, uh, we gave everybody this resource, uh, a a psalm book that we made for everybody to go through the entire summer. Mm -hmm. And the whole concept is David wrote these psalms while in his everyday humanness. So some of these were like when he was alone in a, you know, shepherding, probably dirty, stinky. Some were in a cave when he was terrified and running, uh, you know, running away. There's some when he was victorious. And so they're sort Mm -hmm. of laden with joy. There's some when he's messed up and he's broken. But these Psalms are a way to be unified with God in his normal activities. And so we wanted to give a resource to everybody to take with you Mm -hmm. during your normal human times and as a practice to just how do we practice this presence of god wherever we go yeah and for those that maybe missed that resource there'll be a link in the description below to either get that directly or contact us and we'd love to send one of those to you if you're out of the area yeah i think they're available at all the campuses so make sure you check one of those out and pick one up so you could again walk through this and really think about what it means to be human on the week to week and so Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot that stuck out to me to me, and I think something interesting is just that dichotomy of David being both a shepherd and yes. king. Oh, yeah, totally. And the spectrum of people in between those two is really all of humanity, if we think about it. That's good. Like, I was, in, I was on vacation a little bit ago, and I was visiting some friends up in Reading, and they have a farm. And like, their, their parents take in animals, and nice. it was not the most pleasant of smelling places. <laughs> And to think about what someone would be like if that was their job was to tend to animals their yes. whole life without having modern day, you know, yes, amenities to help with that versus what I would imagine it being a king would be like back yes. in those days as well. That just shows kind of, you oh, know, the yeah. series is talking to everyone. It's not That's those right. that are just, you know, you are the kings of the society. Mm-hmm. It is 
the spectrum of people. So yes. I really appreciated that. And I, I'm excited to learn more about David. I think there's a lot in there. And I'm sure as you were preparing for this, you had a lot of different thoughts and a lot of different ways you wanted to kick off this mm. series. How'd you land on just the general overview? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, but I just want to hear a little bit more about yeah. what you include and why you included it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think what you just said is a great insight. And I think, well, the reason I was so excited with this first sermon is, uh, so part of what we're doing in the series where uh, those of us who are writing the sermons are reading through a book by Eugene Peterson that sort of details the life of David. And something he pointed out that I, for whatever reason, I never thought about, but he lays out exactly what you said, this concept of a shepherd, a lowly position, sort of the youngest brother, the guy who wasn't even, you know, he skipped over by his wasn't dad. Wasn't even considered as wasn't a, considered. a person. Almost. His dad forgot about him. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, dude. You can identify that with that. You have a third child. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, poor, poor third child. Uh, but the this story, this narrative, is the it is the human narrative. And so what Eugene says that I just never completely thought about. He's like the point of this story is you are David. We're mm -hmm. supposed to see us in this mm -hmm. story exactly like you said. It's as we read this, we're supposed to identify. Like, have you ever felt skipped over? Have you ever felt average? Uh, have you, you know, have you ever had great successes? Or so the the point of the story is just to really help us uncover uh, this is us. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I, I love that piece of it. The other piece that, uh, as I was digging into it, that I just really loved was then connecting that to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And again, through studying, I just really made some connections in a way I had never before, where Jesus you just see more clearly that his story directly ties to David. Um, hmm. You know, in the the New Testament, Jesus was born in Nazareth. Nobody expected him to be born there. Mm -hmm. Similar to like being uh, a shepherd. It's like Nazareth was a village of like 300 people, tiny. Hmm. And at one point you see in the New Testament, uh, they say like, uh, has anything ever, anything good ever come out of Nazareth? So, you know, from the beginning, you had the same concept. Okay, Jesus uh, comes from this nowhere place. And his lineage is traced back, not just to David, but David's like biggest error, his biggest sin when he uh, had adultery with Bathsheba, that leads to Jesus. So we just see this mm. intimate connection of Jesus is connected to humanness. And, uh, you know, he's he's got a father who's a carpenter. They weren't rich. Uh, the prophet Isaiah says there's no beauty or majesty to attract us to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Outward, he probably looked like just a normal Middle Eastern Jewish man. Mm -hmm. And so just making those connections of like, even in Jesus's story, what we're trying to see is he was the fullness of humanity. Um, and so we can see ourselves in Jesus' story too. Obviously with Jesus, we get the full, full, full picture because he mm -hmm. was fully God too. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but no, you definitely did. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the rest of the series. And mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of ways that my mind thinks that the series can go totally when, when we're looking at it. So for the messages that you're kind of looking over, which one, is there one that's especially compelling to you Ooh. that's sticking out? Yes. Or yeah. Which one's that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited. We, we've got a lot of different voices in this series. I'm doing three of them. And 
<laughs> I'm excited about both of mine. So we're going to end the series. I'm going to talk about this this failure of David. And, and beyond the failure, we don't want to focus on that. We're going to talk about what does it mean to get back up? And we see this beautiful image of yep. David owning up to his sin and repenting. So I'm, I am excited about that one. But the one I've just been thinking a lot about is uh, actually next week's, which we'll talk more about, but it's the idea of calling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of thoughts have been sifting through my head, but something that just recently happened is um, a friend of ours sort of went from church staff uh, she's leaving church staff and she's going to just take a job in, uh, you know, here in Silicon Valley for a tech company. Mm-hmm. And we were sort of joking about it. I called her my, my new layperson friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what I love about that is I'm seeing an exact example of what I, this sermon is going to be about, which is, um, that there's no such thing as just a layperson. Mm. It's like, whoever's listening to this, whoever's in our congregation, wherever you're at, uh, we have this concept called the priesthood of all believers. And uh, we think of David as one of the best priests of all time. He wrote these Psalms that we've, you know, we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And he, David was a layperson. He was not a priest. He was not a minister. He was not a church worker. He was, mm-hmm. you know, he was the in the political office of, of Israel. And um, yeah, so we have this concept of like whatever job you're doing. So I sort of, joked with my friend, but it's like, what's beautiful about this is she's leaving the full-time paid ministry staff, but she is going to be able to minister to people in a whole new way that mm-hmm. I'm not ever, you and I aren't able to do because we're here at church and, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we're not at those companies. So that, so when, it, when we think about calling, we usually think of like a specific perfect, perfect job that Je- that God or Jesus calling us to and it's actually just uh, more basic, I think, than that mm. of this calling for us to to be priest to minister wherever we're at. So I'm stoked yeah. about that one. Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about this, and I'm just going to tee this up for you to see if you want to dive into it a little bit more. Yeah. The, the the idea of calling, which can be either vocational or, you know, maybe that looks like, man, in this season, God gave me a certain scope of influence to have. Mm. But it can also mean the process of who you are becoming. Oh, yeah. And you're, you're, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that a little bit more, but in, how does that calling intersect with the person that we're becoming? Yes. And then how does that extend outward? Yes. Yeah, you did perfectly team me up because that's the other thing we're going to talk about in oh, that great. sermon. Yeah. Uh, so character over competency. Mm. And the beautiful image there is... Uh, to sort of juxtapose King Saul with King David. Mm. And Samuel goes to see Saul, like the Israelites want this king, and they see Saul, and we see this. Saul has all the competencies. He's huge. He's like the strongest, the biggest. Wait, did you say Mark or did you say Saul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I said Mark. Thanks. Uh, so he had all the the tendencies that we think of when we think of like someone who is just special. And then we get to David in this beautiful image that you and I have already talked about. Um, we're first of all, his dad forgets him, like we said, but then Samuel immediately looks at some of the older brothers and he's like, ah, oh, this guy, this is the one. Cause he had already done the Saul thing. And he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, here comes another Saul. And we get this uh, piece of scripture. that says, God 
man looks at the outward appearance and mm-hmm. God looks at the heart, looks mm-hmm. at the inner piece. Mm-hmm. And so he goes down the line and finally gets to David, youngest, uh, lowly position shepherd. And that's God's chosen one. And so we get this image of like, what, what did David have? Is there something about his inner quality, something mm-hmm. about his heart? And, and yes, exactly what you said. That's ultimately our calling is who we're becoming uh, in, inside. And I think that's challenging for us as Americans because we have sort of been taught this thing that you can find a perfect job. You can do anything you want one mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. You can become president, Mark. It's not too late for you if you want. <laughs> it's available to anybody, right? Yeah. And there's some truth to that. But I think we get caught in this like dream job scenario. Maybe you don't, but I do. <laughs> it's like, I'll find that perfect job uh, where I just love it every day and I'm knocking it out of the park and I just climb the ladder. And uh, often we realize that job doesn't exist or we're not good enough to do it. Hmm. And uh, so for us as followers of Christ, it's like, to understand, yes, the actual call is less about your circumstances, what job you're doing, mm-hmm. how high you've climbed, mm-hmm. uh, but are you uh, being formed into his character? Yeah. And with the, with the outlook of, I'll do that when I get to this job. That's right. There's so totally. much that gets lost in that process or in that time, in that, yep. in that perceived waiting time that can really be leveraged or mm-hmm. can really be used to do a lot of great things. So. Yes. Love these well, thoughts. Adam. Yeah. Well, sorry. just yeah, just follow up on what you just said, which is spot on, is that that is the thing we see from David is when he finally goes to this Goliath, you know, confrontation, the reason he is prepared for that battle is he says, well, I've fought the lion, I've fought the bear. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of communicating to us that he has done the small things already. Like he, he's all by himself. He's shepherding. No, like no commendations. Mm. Nobody's looking at him saying, way to go. But yet he is faithful in that. And then he's faithful, you know, playing this music for Saul. And then he gets this amazing opportunity. And it's because of his character that he can defeat Goliath. It's not, uh, you remember that part where Saul's like, put on this armor, this will help you. And, and he's like, no, I'm like, good. Nah, I'm good. And he takes, you know, it's just a, it's such an epic, like, I love it every time I think about it. But I think uh, what the story's trying to communicate to us is there's something, David had something internal where he knew God deeply. That's the power. It wasn't like he had a, his slingshot was extra special or whatever. Anointed slingshot. It was anointed slingshot. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. So, yeah, I think you're spot on. Yeah, that's exciting, man. It is. I'm looking forward to all of it. And so as we're closing up our time today, anything besides, you know, any next steps besides make sure you access that resource mm-hmm. that we have at the campuses. And again, it's in the description below. Any, any other things that you want people to be thinking about this week mm-hmm. as they're going through what it means to be human? Yeah, I, th- I think the, the psalm book can be our guide with this. But, you know, if I had one thing I'd want to communicate to the rest for the rest of my life, to uh, <laughs> myself, to our congregation, to all believers, it's really trying for for us to all get this concept of in in the mundane moments, in the everyday. That's where our discipleship to Jesus is. Hmm. And I again, I say that to myself because I'm 
I am just, uh, I'm with everybody on this, but it can become so easy to say here in my quiet time is when my discipleship happens or at church. And it's like, no, it's actually in the everyday moments. And so, you know, maybe challenge yourself for these next eight weeks uh, to do some different habits. Mm. Maybe it's with the, simply with a psalm book. You just take that wherever you go and you mm-hmm. commit to, you know, a couple times a day at work. Uh, to dig into that, reflect on it, stop your work for a while. Uh, maybe it's memorize these psalms. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I talked about that in the sermon. Jesus would have had all these memorized. Um, you know, do something different in these eight weeks just to challenge yourself and just see if that uh, helps you. Love that. Mm. Well, thanks, Adam. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being here. Always fun to talk to you. And I think we get the pleasure of having you back next week as well. That's right. Yep, we'll keep talking about uh calling and competency and uh oh here's the other thing this is a teaser for next week oh part of calling uh not living for the future the calling that's going to happen someday down the road but instead uh the calling that's right now awesome yeah cool bye everybody see you guys see you next week Well, thanks so much for listening. And our hope is that this helps you connect deeper to Menlo Church throughout the week. We believe church doesn't just happen on Sundays. And this is just one of the ways you can connect with us and grow in your faith whenever and wherever you're listening. We'd love to come alongside you in prayer to encourage you or walk through anything that you're going through. All you have to do is text our online team at 650-600-0402. Thanks again for tuning in. This was Menlo Midweek.